Hello, friends. What's up? Welcome back. Hi. We're here. We're thriving. Happy Pride Month. Oh, yeah. It is June 1st. I have no concept of time. Happy Pride. Me neither. It's quite bad. Um, Happy Pride. And (laughs) sports are for everyone. It's like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I feel like we shouldn't have to speak on this because it should be obvious, but it's not. But anyways, you, everybody is welcome here and we support everybody. So happy Pride Month. We love you all. Cool. And we hope, we hope that we do a good job of trying to make hockey and make sports and football and everything a more inclusive and diverse place. Yeah. And if there's anything that we're not good enough at doing, let us know. Yes. Let us know. Please tell us. We are like at the end of the day, I'm a straight woman. Nick's a straight woman. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We will make mistakes, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we're doing, we promise always we're doing our best to be better and learn for ourselves but if there's something that we do that we don't even notice then call us out absolutely we we want to be better and we want everyone to to feel welcome and feel included and if we aren't doing our part in that you need to tell us and and you know make us aware so that we can change and we can because we're we're trying to learn too every day and and make this platform and make this podcast the best it can be for everyone, not just for us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, call us out on our shit if we need to. Tell us if we're doing something well. We'll, we'll always awful <laughs> that. We but appreciate that too. Yeah. Tell us, tell us when we mess up and we will do our best to fix it. With yep. that being said, we actually have a jam-packed episode this week. Thankfully, there's only like one or two problematic things we have to talk about and everything else is like primarily sports yeah it's really nice especially after last week's heavy hitter um so with that we'll we'll go right into puck drop with Michaela and let's get an update on the hockey Canada situation yeah so we're gonna start heavy um with this hockey Canada like it's a lawsuit um content warning there are we will be talking about sexual assault here, so please just skip over this um, if you're not comfortable listening to this. We're not going to mention anything overly explicit, but just it will be topics of sexual assault. So, um, yeah. So Rick West had reported, like right after we kind of ended last week, that Hockey Canada has reached a lawsuit, or sorry, restart that so hockey canada and the chl have reached a settlement with a woman who was allegedly sexually assaulted by eight hockey players so canadian hockey players they were part of the chl including members of canada's gold medal winning world junior team from the 2018 world juniors um and she agreed to drop the lawsuit against the players hockey canada and chl after they reached the settlement so Yes. So we'll start kind of just by explaining the situation, sort of what happened. But a woman um, who, the woman who filed these 
this claim um said that she was repeatedly assaulted while intoxicated in a hotel room following a hockey canada foundation gala and golf event in london ontario in june of 2018 so that's the gala they have um where they honor you know the gold medal winning teams and and whatever and obviously canada's world junior team won that year so they were all being honored at this event so hockey canada and the chl were named defendants in the case as were eight unnamed chl players and in the thing it says in like this is from the the 18 page statement i believe so it says Players are including but not limited to members of the Canada Under-20 Men's World Junior Hockey Team. So that could mean there was seven players from the team. That could mean there was five. That could mean all, like, we have no idea. But all the players involved, even the ones that were on the team, were members of the Canadian Hockey League. That means there was no NCAA players involved. This... We're not going to read, obviously, all the, but it's absolutely horrifying. Um, it makes me absolutely sick that somebody had to go through this. Um, there is absolutely no excuse for any of this. Like, this should never happen to anybody ever. And it's absolutely sickening. That's pretty much the only way I can describe it. Um, and if you have looked at that roster recently, uh, you would know that the vast majority of those players are quite successful, um, which obviously led the NHL to, to release a statement on this. And their statement was a little bit contradictory um, in terms of like, if the team. As is everything they do. Yes. Uh, if the players were on all on team Canada, or if they were just like, so we don't know, but they basically said when they posted this on May 26th, Two days ago, the National Hockey League was advised of a lawsuit involving sexual allegations filed against eight unnamed members of the 2018 Canadian World Junior Hockey Team. Um, sorry, we're going to have to cut this out. I lost my place. <laughs> we were provided with a statement of claim containing allegations of behavior that was both abordant and reprehensible. We will endeavor to determine the underlying facts and to the extent that this may involve players who are now in the NHL, we will determine what action, if any, would be appropriate. We will have no further comment at this time. So as the time this was released, like I haven't looked in the last couple of days, but there was players on the team that were like still playing in the playoffs. Obviously we don't know who was involved, but still playing in the playoffs. It's playing in the league each year. And if any of those players that are playing in the league aren't were involved in this. The NHL better do something. And I don't know if these names are going to come out. I don't know if the NHL is going to find out these names, but like that's their job to do their due diligence and protect their fans, protect this woman. And if players did something like this, they should not be allowed to be in the NHL. Point blank, playing professional hockey. We say this every week. Yeah. Playing professional sports is a privilege, not a right. If you did something illegal, you should not be in the professional sports. You should not be technically in society. You should be in jail. But yeah, like we're not here to debate like the legal aspect of it because like we don't. We're we're not lawyers. But 
it's not controversial to sit here and say, if you did a bad thing that all of society has collectively decided is a bad thing, you don't get the privilege of being paid millions of dollars to hit a rubber disc. No, not even close. So, like, we're not going to sit here and allege who was involved and who wasn't. There was a few members on the team that were playing in the NCAA at the time, so they were not part of this. But it's not our job to try and figure out who it is, so there's really no point. I don't know. Eventually, it, it probably will come out, as all things do. Um, but the lawsuit also alleged that Hockey Canada, which obviously is the governing body for amateur hockey in Canada, has ignored or failed to reasonably address institutionalized and systemic abuse and had knowledge that over the last number of years, its players were subjected to sexual assault and were also encouraged to sexually assault others. That just shows what deep-rooted issues there are in hockey in Canada, as well as hockey in other parts of the world. Like, I'm not going to say this is just a Canadian issue. But specifically with Hockey Canada, the systemic problems. And, like, if this isn't a wake-up call, it really needs to be. Because things need to change from day one in in this sport in Canada. And if this isn't a wake-up call, like... To everybody, really. But, and I feel like so many cases come up and we're like, this is it. This is the wake up call. This is the wake up call. This yeah. is the and it's like, Jesus Christ, like at what point mm-hmm. are we, are we actually going to wake up and yeah. get it together? Yeah. Like this, this, this one's horrifying. Like it's, it's absolutely. And they're all horrifying. This one, just the sheer number of people involved in this one. Um, and the details of it in terms of uh, the conspiracy, potential, the alleged conspiracy there too. Like, yeah. Um, I hope that the woman involved is doing okay and that she has received whatever help she needs in whatever way. And I hope that she has a great support system around her because this is absolutely terrifying. Um, and I hope that justice happens for whoever was involved. I really hope that they don't get to just live out the rest of their lives playing a professional sport if they did something as absolutely sickening as this. Yeah. Yeah, like it's... We can have this conversation until we're blue in the face, like until sport changes in a way where the people in charge understand the concept of sport being a privilege. I feel like we're never going to get there. Yeah. Just because like at this point, if I'm an athlete, you can look at this and realize people have been getting away with this for so long. So like, Oh yeah. There's like, why should you care about not doing the thing because everyone else got away with it. So you'll get away with it too. And that's just so harmful and we're just rewarding bad behavior and allowing it to continue and then wondering why it does continue. Yep. Like it's, there's no there's no right way to talk about this one. Just no. It's so horrible. 
Um, and it's like, I'm at a point where it's like, I'm at a loss. Like we have a new one of these every week, every other week. It's just like, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. And I, I said this off. We had been talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but it's like, how do you come into this sport as a fan and cheer for anyone when every other week something comes out about people and you don't like, you want to cheer for these people. You want to trust them. And then they do this and it's like disgusting. And you're like, I don't even want to be a part of this. I don't want to support any of these people. Like this is an issue in hockey and it needs to, it needs to be nipped in the bud really quick because it's ruining the sport and it's ruining like, people's lives every week there's a new reason to dislike someone or every week there's a new player that you're like you too like it's and I I said this like for example about the Edmonton Oilers playoff run I just wish Evander Kane wasn't a part of it I feel like I'd be able to enjoy it so much more and Mm -hmm. be so happy for the Canadian team that's left standing if he wasn't there, but because of how hockey is structured, he is there and he's allowed to play a part and, you know, he's playing a significant part. It's very hard to kind of extrapolate his involvement from the overall success. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, There's not really much more we can say on this. Obviously if updates do kind of come out in the next while, we'll, we'll update you. We'll talk about it. We, we don't want this to get swept under the rug. We want, you know, it to be there. Um, yeah. Like, this needs to be talked about. It's not going. Yeah. Out. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, should there be more information in the coming weeks, months, even years? You never know. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll be around to talk about it. So we will, you know, make another hard turn as as we do um and we are going to just move into the nhl playoffs and talk about the series and and kind of what's what's happened so far so let's start with the colorado avalanche they ended up beating the st louis blues which yay (laughs) job Everybody likes that. Colorado is, I think, who I'm cheering for now to win, just because. Um, But uh, we have a Jordan Biddington update. (laughs) Because this man doesn't know how to shut up. He just loves being talked about so much that there's always something. I'm just going to pull up his quotes, because they are something. They are something, let me tell you, if you haven't seen them. Okay. Here it is. So Jeremy Rutherford posted the whole quote. So Jordan Bennington on throwing the water bottle at Caudry. I went to get my knee checked out mid-game. I was coming back to the rink and the game just ended. Walking down the hallway, I couldn't find a recycling bin on my way down the hallway. Like, you just repeat yourself. Anyway, uh, he said, right before I walked into the locker room, I see him kind of doing an interview there, smiling, laughing, and I'm there in a knee brace, limping down the hallway. 
I just felt like it was a God-given opportunity. Let that line sink in. I just couldn't stay silent and go in the room or I couldn't say something and just have him look at me in the eye and understand what's going on. Something to think about. Yeah, I just threw the water bottle, an empty water bottle. It landed like two feet from him. It is what it is there. I mean, but it is what it is. It's hockey and it's a competitive game. So that's it. That might have sounded like I was reading it wrong, but like it literally just didn't make sense. Yeah. It's <laughs> what the heck? Like, like it that made no sense. And there's just so many individual highlights that you could pick up on of like, well, this is a problem and that's a problem, and this is also a problem. Yeah. Just all of it is so fuddy. At least we won't have to hear him speak for the next four months. Oh, thank God. Could you imagine, like, your whole thing? He's like, it's hockey. It's a competitive sport. Yeah, on the ice. That's why you got her on the ice. And now he's turning around. Like, it was a God-given opportunity. Shut up, please, for the love. For the love, please. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, go abs. Last night was game one, obviously, against the Edmonton Oilers, who I don't have that much to say about other than the fact that, oof, Mike Smith, oof. (laughs) And, okay, so, I I mean, it might not have changed the outcome of the series in the end, even if Calgary had won that game, game five. Edmonton might have just come back in game six and won, but... Based on precedent, I'm not talking about the rules here because the NHL has thrown their rules out the door. So, like, we have to just go on precedent. Based on precedent, Blake Coleman scored a goal. The puck was going in. His foot, I think the kicking motion thing is stupid. And I think if the if your foot stays on the ice, it should be a goal. Yeah. I get, like, you can There's no... I get, like, the backswing. Yeah, yeah, backswing maybe. But I think if you're stopping, yeah. that's fine. And I get, like, they don't want your foot off the ice. Like, that obviously makes sense. Like, you're wearing a knife shoe. But if you redirect the puck with your foot and it stays on the ice, I think that's fine. But based on precedent in the league, we've seen people with literal distinct kicking motions where the puck wasn't going in, score, and it counted. Yeah. So, like, that should have been a goal based on precedent. And I felt really bad because, you know, that sucked for the Calgary Flames. But the Edmonton Oilers always say they get screwed over and, you know, whatever. They they got that one. So fast forward to last night. Jesus Christ, the NHL screwed up on this one. That Kale McCargill should not have been a goal. Because he didn't, he wasn't touching the puck. Yeah. But like. Yeah he was carrying the puck across the blue line. That was just when he pushed it a little bit ahead. Like I'm literally speechless about how bad. It was so bad. And the worst part is like, there's a specific freeze frame that's all over Twitter. That's just like, how, how did you mess it up that bad? Like it, like you want to talk about clear and obvious, like it doesn't get more clear and obvious. Like I get the, the, the rule that's like, 
okay, well, he wasn't touching the puck. They were both outside. The puck was in without anybody touching it. Sure. But he technically had control of the puck. So that's also part of the rule. Yeah. Which means it's offside. And if you're going to count that, there are so many goals that you called back all season long that probably would have fit under the same. Yeah. Like, I just don't understand. I mean, I can say I don't understand all I want, but at the end of the day, neither does the NHL. So I don't really know what we're supposed to actually do to change that. And not understanding your own rules is just... Don't ask any new hockey fans. Don't ask anyone. Like, what are the rules? We don't know. We actually have no we idea. No, they don't know. No one knows. <laughs> it's like we have we have no no. We have we could clue. not tell you. So that's that. I mean, the Colorado Avalanche, top to bottom, are a a much stronger team than the Edmonton Oilers. But last night was just. Again, it was like game one of the Calgary series. It was like all over the place. Goals left, right, and center. The goalies didn't know what was going on. We had one goalie get hurt. Mike Smith gets pulled. I don't know. This series, like, I'm still going to stand with Colorado here and say that I think they're going to win, but, like, I'm worried a little bit more after last night. Yeah, I think because Colorado has a defense – where Edmonton does not, you would want to pick them. Yeah. However, I'm at a point where Connor McDavid is like hockey's Tom Brady, where like you don't bet against him. Yeah. I'm like, he's going to do it just by himself. Out of spite. And with an injured Leon Dreisaitl. It's just, there is no... Before last night, between McDavid and Dreisaitl, they had 52 points in 12 playoff games this season. Those aren't human numbers. No. Like, like there's – how do you stop that? You want to talk about – a lot of people are like, yeah, to stop, like, we'll go back to the drawing board. Is it a magic drawing board? No? Okay, cool. <laughs> it probably won't work. Like, I don't even know how Dreisaitl is going to get through this, like, based on his injury. Like, he looks like he's in pain all the time. He's playing on one ankle. Oh, I know. And doing and it's obvious. This. It's it makes no sense. <laughs> it makes genuinely no like, and that's that's why honestly, like I don't want to pick anyone in this series, but if I have to pick someone, like I'm gonna pick Edmonton because gun to my head, I will not bet against Connor McDavid. Yeah, see, I am picking the Colorado Avalanche to win. I'm picking the Colorado Avalanche to win the cup, but You know. <laughs> you know. It it's might just, be tighter than we're thinking. Yeah. It, it really mean, might. Last I mean, it felt like game one against Calgary where it was like, what do you mean it's yeah. three? And then what do you mean it's eight, six? Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what I was just like saying before too. Like it's, it's scarily similar. But I think Colorado, like – Colorado might make us look stupid and just come back and blow the Oilers out in the next game. But then the Oilers might make me look stupid and do the same thing. Yeah. But no, I I just feel like Colorado has more, if that makes sense. Like they just they have more of like they're they're the deeper team. And there's no there's no way around that. 
But I also yeah. would have said Calgary was the deeper team. Oh, me too. I think you get Darcy Kemper back though. Yeah. It's it's a different series. Um, Jared Bednar said, like in the last 10 minutes here, when asked if Kemper will be available for game two, we'll see. I don't know yet. No. So it doesn't mean like that probably means he's not like out long term. But but he might not be playing in the next game, two games, three games. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. we're we're close enough to the end. Like if he was out three weeks a month, they would have just said he's done for the season. Like he would be out. Yeah. So that's that's something worth noting here um i mean he did say he has full confidence in Franco's, which i mean you kind of have to yeah oh you, yeah you're you can't say you don't you yeah. have to all you can do at this point is is boost your team up and boost your players up um i know we were talking before too about you know jay woodcroft doesn't fully know who yeah, he said he, maybe he knows but he hasn't told us yet yeah he said he won't commit to a starter right now which makes sense like which i mean after watching mike smith in the last game i i don't blame him i'm probably having nightmares i find it interesting that that was the game that caused him to like have doubts in mike smith and after game was Calgary series like obviously mike smith was the best goalie that touched the ice that day but it was like that was no question so i'm i'm curious like did something else happen or is he just like has Mike Smith kind of used up all the leash of yeah? What do you, like? I I don't think Koskinen is your answer, but unfortunately, yeah. Edmonton one of them needs to be your answer, and that's the ish, and that's what we've said was going to be the issue kind of this whole time is with the goaltending. Yeah, but like, yeah, this is going to be this is kind of this is the part in the playoffs where you know. Every team has their injuries. Every team has players playing that aren't 100%. You got to just get through it. And that is going to kind of take us over to the Eastern Conference Final, which kicks off tonight. Braden Point was seen skating at MSG. So he's he's probably going to be back at some point in this series, whether it's, I, I mean, I don't think it's going to be tonight. I haven't seen anything saying it'll be tonight um obviously yeah. if he's barely skated but like he's skating today i potentially could be playing by the end of the uh end of the weekend yeah it's a it's definitely a good sign i think the scariest thing is like they did what they did to florida without him yeah yeah and like kucherov is injured as well yeah so i think i'm excited for this series because on paper, like these teams, their records were horrifyingly similar. Mm-hmm. So the Lightning finished the season 51, 23, and 8. The Rangers finished the season 52, 24, and 6. Yep. Like nearly identical records. And isn't it crazy that the Rangers have home ice? The fact that Tampa hasn't had home ice this whole time is yep. the weirdest thing. But and they, they won't, even if they. I don't think, I think, yeah, if I think if it's Tampa Edmonton, they might. I don't know. I have no idea. No, because Edmonton was two. 
LA was three. Oh, interesting. I'm pretty anyway, sure. I don't think Tampa cares, to be no. honest. Um, but you have two teams that have nearly identical records. You have two teams that have superhumans in net who have both at points in this playoff looked not at their peak. But yeah. who have also at both points in this playoffs looked like exactly who we think they are. And at and the end of the day, they... They are the two best goalies in the world right now. Yeah. So you can never count against them to be just that. Yeah. Because they can pull it out at literally any moment. They could be having a horrible game and then all of a sudden the last five minutes they're a superstar. And Yeah. I think genuinely, I think the what is going to make the difference in this series is Tampa's been there, done that. They know mm-hmm. how to do it. And this is a Rangers group that hasn't. Yep. Um Sure, you've got bits and pieces. I know the Rangers have Barkley Goodrow, who just did it with Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Reeves has been to a final, knows how to get there. Like, there's are there any Rangers left over from when they went to the conference final? Or what if I don't think so? I don't figure that out. What year? Do you know what year that was? Please hold while we research. But yeah, I think that'll be the difference is this Tampa team up and down the lineup knows how to get it done. And yeah. Yeah, I need to figure this out now because I'm curious if anybody's left over. So they went to the Stanley Cup final in 2014. Yeah. Is anybody left over from that team? That's what I want to know. I don't I don't know who would be like was Kreider on that team? Maybe I'm looking at Yes, that. he was. Yeah, Chris Kreider. Chris Kreider was on that team. So that's and I mean Kreider obviously is a massive part of your team. So yeah. Was the Benajet on the Suns when they went deep a couple years ago? You may have already been in New York. It, yeah. But basically, if we have to like guess and figure it out, there's not enough. Got, they don't got much TV. left over. And yeah. that was like 2014 feels like it wasn't long ago. That was eight years ago. Yeah. So I don't know. I, the Rangers are who I really want to cheer for in the East. And I would love to see a Rangers Colorado final. Like, I think that's so fun. But the Tampa Bay Lightning are just, they're monsters. There's no seeing them. No, like it's, I'm picking the Tampa Bay Lightning every day of the week. And if the Rangers prove me wrong, I would absolutely love to see it. But please, please do it. Please prove me wrong. I will take that. I don't think it's happening. I just don't. If the New York Rangers come out tonight and win, I will be their biggest fan for the next (laughs) <laughs> three weeks i will be shocked i will yes. be shocked and appalled but i mean I think, hey, go for it i think the rangers get one i think it's tampa and five yeah that's what i said when i did my predictions with kayla and i said tampa and five because i just think shesterkin will steal a game yeah but that'll be it 
Um, I, but I low-key think Colorado in five, too. See, I said Edmonton in seven because I won't bet against McDavid. I will bet against McDavid because he hasn't given me a reason not to bet against him, really. Like, you won two series, big whoop de doo I just, the way he's playing, I'm like, I... Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked to see him carry this team like drag them yeah i also feel no desire to do like the canada's team thing and I've, i feel like i've talked oh, about this no. before but i think like, everyone's over that but like also like i never have understood that because like who cares like the the nhl is 50 percent canadian yeah the superstars on every team left some of their biggest players are canadian you have Mc, uh, mckinnon in in colorado you have kill mccarr in colorado you have nazim kadri in colorado in like just every team there's canadian players so it really doesn't matter but yeah, it makes, that's it makes no difference that's been my my thing always and i know like people last year were like montreal is canada's team now you gotta trip no no that's not no, how i think Montreal's the reason everyone is over that they're like mm, no it was shoved down my throat too much um but yeah so my predictions kind of as we just compile this third round preview thing of Colorado and some take Colorado and six Colorado and six Tampa and five and then I'm gonna pick Colorado and six for the Stanley Cup final but I think these two series regardless of how many games they go are actually gonna be so much fun and so interesting and like I think the first round was fantastic the second round was good but a lot like the series were a lot shorter yeah i think these two series are gonna be maybe shorter but i think they're gonna be so jam-packed of just craziness and fun that it's gonna make up for it yeah and i think the edmonton series will be a lot of what we saw in game one just stupidly high scoring and i wouldn't be surprised if every tampa new york game is a one goal game like yep low scoring just because of those goalies Grant, watch now. Tampa, New York are gonna go off. It's gonna be like nine seven tonight. And take the under. I'm I'm gonna look like an idiot, but yeah, that's that's round round three. We're almost there. Almost I'm done. Excited. <laughs> We're getting there. We are getting there so shortly. The the cup is gonna be awarded in like a month, yeah. less than a month, way less than a month, three weeks. Oh boy. Oh my God. Ah. Insanity. All right. Well, that kind of wraps up like current hockey playing stuff. Um, I'll start. We have a couple things to talk about in hockey first. Um, we talked about it. I mentioned it. I don't know if it was last year or think before, but Jason Spezza and you know, what was going to happen with Spezza and if he was going to come back. And we now know that he he retired. Uh, <laughs> I love Jason Spezza so much. And I'm so happy that the Leafs were just like, immediately, you are now a member of the front office. You are, I think it was special assistant to Kyle Dubas. This is official title. I love that. Like, he's probably going to travel with the team most of the time. Oh, you would assume. Like, you know those shots when it's Kyle Dewis and sometimes Brendan Shanahan? Like, Spezza yeah. is going to be with him probably oh, in many He's of those situations. Shots. Um, and I know, like, the team really... Spezza was a huge piece of that. And 
I mean, this is just my own inferences. Like, I'm sure he couldn't lead the way he wanted to, you know, not being in every single game. And that's what happens when you're almost 40 years old. But, you know, I think, I think that he knew it was time. And, and I'm just glad that, like, his passion for hockey is still going to be in use and it's not just going to be doing whatever else. Like he's still going to be in the NHL. He's still going to be working. And you know, what's the second best thing to winning the cup as a player? It's winning the cup in the front office, right? Sure. So maybe he'll, he'll, he'll help the Leafs still get over that hump and it'll just be from the front office. But you know, Jason Spezza had a phenomenal career, played over 1200 games. Just under a thousand points. I think he was like five away. Um, Watch, they're going to suit him up in some like garbage game next year. That's what I said. I said, get five points. (laughs) I said, put him out there just to put him out there, but uh, just for fun. Yeah, Yeah, no, I'm excited for him. I'm excited to see what impact he still has on the team. Yeah. Um, Speaking of former players, Montreal. Marty. 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 Marty's officially the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, um, they did it. They did the damn thing. They made it official. Will we regret this in like six months? Probably. Um, no, no, I love him. I, I really like it. I'm excited to see what he can do with a full off season and with kind of, you know, that time to prepare that job security, all of that without the interim tag. I am excited. It's one of those like very much an unknown type thing. He's yeah. been a head coach before and the sample size is small, but it was encouraging enough that, you know, he's coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find it funny in his press conference. They asked like, did any other teams like require your services or like, were they interested in your services? And his answer was my son's Bantam team. <laughs> so that was adorable and slightly concerning. But, um, yeah, that it'll be, (laughs) I don't think the contract details came out because I couldn't find the term anywhere. Yeah, I couldn't either. Um, but so I'm wondering if they're still negotiating like contract, but it's like official that he will come back. Um, probably that makes sense. I hope, I hope to God it's a short contract because Montreal has been in situations before where they're paying like three or four coaches at the same time. Um, and that's just not a position you want to get yourself into. So, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No. I mean, obviously teams like Montreal could handle it cause they got money, 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 but yeah. Yeah. It's just, it also like, it doesn't look good. It doesn't feel good to your players. Just, <laughs> no. You know, all of those other implications, but Yes, Marte St. Louis is the official head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. Go him. I and love him, him. I really do. He's still waiting to find out if Carey Price will play next season, as is the entire city of Montreal. As is me. <laughs> we, we all await with bated breath, praying to God Carey is okay. Um Truly, though, like when it comes to Carey Price, I want I, I just hope he makes the decision that's best for him um, yeah. and his health and his long term health and his family. And like that absolutely comes first. It's a player that like has given so much to that team in the city that like 
if it's time, it's time and like go like do what he needs to do. And I hope that if it is the end, the Montreal fans give him like the compassion and the patience and the respect. And at the end of the day, like this goes for every player. You have a life to live after the NHL, the NFL, the NBA, the MLB. Yeah. If if you can't do day-to-day things anymore and you're struggling with that, it's it's not worth it to put your body at risk even more to the point where you will not be able to live a somewhat normal life. Like that's not it's, it's not, not worth it. it. No. So I hope that like if he can play still in a safe way and he still wants to play, he he can come back and obviously Montreal and the hockey world would welcome him with open arms. But you know, like you said, if this is it, then what a career he's had. yeah like a hell of a ride um and then we get to start the debate of do you retire his number that i don't want to get into right now absolutely <laughs> um okay i think that puts a bow on hockey yeah that was a girthy hockey segment as always but you know the only thing really happening right now that at least that we're intelligent enough to cover um pretty much like the mlb is just like getting going so it's like yeah. It's like that weird time where like, and I don't really have like that much of an intelligent commentary on basketball. I don't. I'm sad for Kyle Lowry. I don't know what Jimmy Butler was doing, taking that three pointer. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I'm out after that. I like uh, Steph Curry a lot. Yeah. I think he's really cool. And I love that he just graduated. Like, I think that's awesome. He's a hard guy not to cheer for. Exactly. So I think that's what I'm going with. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> just briefly touching on sending our thoughts, prayers, condolences to Jeff Gladney and his yeah. family, the new defensive back for the Arizona Cardinals was killed along with his girlfriend in a car accident. Um, Horrible. so just sending all of the good vibes out there for that. And we talked about this a while ago, but it feels so hard. Like when an athlete passes away like this, because, they're supposed to be superheroes and they're supposed mm-hmm. to be mortal. And it's like, they're just, they're people. So yeah. yeah, exactly. Be nice to athletes on social media. Be nice. Like, especially right now, hold space for that family, the friends, teammates, all of that. Um, but yes, we would have been remiss if we did not mention that in this episode. Um, other yeah. kind of football now, soccer, <laughs> football, football, um, Canada canceled their game with Iran. So they had a World Cup warm-up friendly in this international window that had just started. Uh, Scheduled to play Iran. And when this was announced, there was a lot of feelings, a lot of thoughts, pretty much right away. So obviously Canada soccer had its defense. They had their reasons for, for doing this. But I wanted to first start with why this was controversial and why this decision probably shouldn't have been made in the first place. Mm -hmm. But here we are. Um, So the main part of the backlash from the Canadian public on announcing Iran as the opponent was um, in January of 2020, there was a flight that was downed over to run in Iran um, mm-hmm. that killed, uh, I want to get this number right. I think it was, uh, so it killed 85 Canadians. So 55 Canadian citizens and 30 permanent residents 
were among the 176 people declared dead after this. So the families of the victims were kind of the loudest groundswell in terms of we should not be having this game happen. Um, because what happened was a Ukraine International Airlines flight PS752 had departed from Imam Khomeini International Airport in Tehran when it was targeted by two missiles fired from an air defense battery operated by the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. So it's not like this was a freak accident. Um, this was, you know, a target. Yeah, exactly. And then obviously the forces came back and said it happened due to human error during a state of the alarm that felt like there was obviously a defense, but so that's kind of where the initial, um, issue came from. And then the families of the victims were also saying that if the friendly with this Iranian team was allowed to take place, then members of the Iranian guard who were the institution that fired the missile um, would be allowed to enter Canada on the guise of the national team, which they did not want. So, and then just a quote um, so from someone uh, from the Association of the Families that were involved is, like many activities in Iran, soccer there is controlled by the IRGC, which is expected to send members to accompany the Iranian team to Canada for the exhibition game. So that's why like they would be involved. Um, that's, that's kind of the backstory there. And when Canada soccer made this decision, I think it was very obvious that they were going from a purely tactical point of view and didn't consider yeah. the world kind of implications. Their statement, um, so the game was supposed to go on June 5th, and their statement that they released after they called it off said the untenable geopolitical situation of hosting Iran had become significantly divisive. Mm. No shit. Yeah. So what happened in those rooms to decide that this was the friendly opponent they wanted, I don't think we will ever know. No. What I can speak on is the strategy behind playing. A lot of people were like, why would you even contact Iran in the first place? So the goal of these games, of these friendlies, is to play teams that resemble who you're going to play in the World Cup to get used to it and mm -hmm. practice. That's the whole point. So Iran plays a very, very similar game to Morocco, a team that Canada's going to so, is it Morocco? Now that I'm saying that out loud, I'm doubting that. Um, I think you're right. I think I'm right. Canada World Cup group. <laughs> yeah, Morocco. I don't know why I doubted that so heavily. I know. I like saying, like, am I wrong? I'm like, no, I think I'm right. Yeah. Okay. So, Iran and Morocco play very, very similar styles, which is where kind of idea could come from that playing around would be a good idea. I would argue that the brain that thought of that could also think of, okay, let's pick a different team because, you know, for the obvious mm -hmm. reasons that I just went over. So game got canceled. The international camp was still slated to happen. Players were still flying into Vancouver where this kind of leg of the international journey was going to be for them. 
and it was announced right after the game was canceled that they were working on finding a replacement opponent. So it has been announced now that Canada is going to play Panama, who they've played obviously twice in the Octo on yeah. their qualifying for the World's Cup, beat them 4-1 and then lost one nothing. So it's not a useless opponent. It's not going to be as quality of a side as Mor- as uh, Iran and then henceforth Morocco. But they have similar styles in terms of how they defend and how they can like sneaky kind of get you on a counterattack. So by that respect, like it, it's fine. Um, but that's the update there. And I know a lot of people were also a little bit confused as to like, why is this a big deal? Why is this a problem? What is happening? Um, so that's that situation. So now Canada will play Panama in this international window as they prepare for the World Cup on June 5th. And hopefully next international window, they can pick a less controversial opponent and actually play someone yeah. that directly resembles the side they're going to face in Qatar in November. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hopefully just, just get it right. Just think of everything. Let's not like just ignore the world. Just yeah. about soccer. Um, yeah, that's, that's that football update. Yeah. World cup is coming. It's only what, like four, five months away. Something like that. Something like that. Feels so weird that it's a world cup in the winter, but. But you know, guitar is way too hot. Yeah. You physically can't play soccer in the summer. guitar. (laughs) So I think that's it. I can't think of anything else. I think that was a lot of content. That was a lot. That was like an hour. Yeah. We gave you guys an hour last week. We're giving you an hour again this week. That's pretty good. You're so welcome. We're glad that you love listening to us talk as much as we love listening to ourselves talk. Truly. It's it's an honor. We'll give you an hour next week too. I don't know if you can hear the ravenous thunder happening currently in Welland, but holy, like the, like if I wish I could flip my computer around and like, I wish this was a video medium because like, the water right now in my oh, driveway boy. and on my street. Does that mean it's going to hit Toronto? Because it's sunny right now. Oh, it has not been sunny here all day. But let me check my handy-dandy radar on the Weather Network app. I mean, people will know if it ended up hitting Toronto. Oh, no. I don't think you guys are going to get it. Lovely. Unless it starts going up. No, it's going down. So it's going more towards like Buffalo. Um Syracuse like that area okay Toronto's gonna get a little bit later maybe around like three o'clock you might get a little bit of rain but nothing like we're getting like red you guys are getting like green so fun fun we're currently in the red so and we're supposed to get rain here tonight until like literally six o'clock seven o'clock like this so that's my night um amazing thanks for hanging out with us friends all right bye friends bye